Morning, y'all. I'm Katie Kamen, and it's Thursday, December 14th. On this date in 1799, the nation's first president, George Washington, died at his home in Mount Vernon, Virginia. He was 67. On this date in 1978, the movie Superman opened in Los Angeles. The late Christopher Reeve played the Man of Steel. Now get ready for a little trivia. On this date in 1961, a song became the first country single to be certified gold by the Recording Industry Association of America. I'll give you a hint. It's from singer Jimmy Dean. Can you name the song? I'll have the answer in just a couple of minutes. But first, it's time to check in on your first alert forecast. And good Thursday morning to you. I'm meteorologist Joey Sovine. Out the door this morning, grab the heavier jackets, the coats, temperatures in the 40s, but there is a little breeze developing out there, and the breeze will be with us today. Partly cloudy sky, high temperatures in the upper 50s this afternoon. Cold tonight, we go down the low to mid-30s. Tomorrow, dry at 60 degrees for your Friday. For weekend plans, a couple of spotty showers, but take advantage of the drier weather on Saturday. A coastal storm has caused us to issue a first alert weather day for Sunday. It looks very wet, looks very windy. We could have some tidal flooding and some beach erosion as well. Highs will be around 67. That storm looks to exit the area quickly Sunday night into Monday with chillier temperatures toward the middle of next week. You're listening to Morning Y'all, your local headlines and first alert weather forecast powered by the Low Country's news leader, Live 5 News. Now, let's get to your morning headlines. Some Hollywood community members are asking for better accountability from the Charleston County Sheriff's Office, saying problems with the department have been reoccurring. And the calls for change follow the release of graphic body camera footage you might remember you've seen right here on Live 5, showing a now former deputy assaulting a suspect. James Hank Carter was fired after an investigation into this footage you're seeing right now from October 21st. It shows him hitting a man multiple times. Our Emily Johnson spoke with these community members and brings us more about their concerns. The people of Hollywood are demanding answers from the sheriff's office after saying that they or their loved ones have experienced racially profiled policing in the area before and after the body cameras release. Former sheriff's office employee and community advocate Charles Glover says himself and teenagers in the area have been pulled over multiple times without probable cause. The continual actions of deputies in the area have made the community feel unsafe and scared, according to Glover. Duncan was at last night's meeting and his lawyers asking the U.S. Justice Department to investigate the sheriff's department, saying there's clearly a problem going on. Coming from individuals in the community is a great concern. And this needs to come to a stop. The racial profiling of people in the community, especially our young people, has to stop. The group is now asking Charleston County Sheriff's Kristen Graziano to come out to their next meeting to answer questions and hear from the concerned community members. In Charleston, Emily Johnson, Live 5 News. The Charleston County Sheriff's Office gave us this statement in response to the story, saying our agency welcomes dialogue with any community members that have concerns about our policing policies and practice. We look forward to learning more. Low country law enforcement agencies say if you plan on having even just one drink this holiday season, you should pass off your keys. As part of the Sober or Slammer campaign that's now underway, authorities say they will be out in full force this holiday season, keeping impaired drivers off the road. And they're also encouraging you to join them. They tell us it's important to plan out 
who's driving, where you're going, and expect traffic. If you think that you're seeing an impaired driver on the road, you'll want to call your local agency's not emergency line. You can also call 911. Too often we're called to have to go with the coroner to somebody's house and talk about the loss of a loved one. And so it's all year long. And even though we've seen our numbers decrease this year and we're seeing less deaths, we're still one is too many. And so when it affects your loved one or your family, one is too many. So that's why our target is zero. It's a good message there. If the Sober or Slammer campaign started yesterday, it runs until January 3rd. The Berkeley County Sheriff's Office is launching a new app for your phone, allowing you to communicate with deputies. The app is designed to send you vital information quickly and efficiently right to your fingertips. Since most people have a smartphone, the Sheriff's Office says this offers them a better way to alert, inform, and prepare the public. The app is available right now in both the App Store and Google Play Store. To find it, all you have to do is search Berkeley County Sheriff. For the second time in 81 years, an 80-ton gate is being replaced at the Panopolis Lock in Monk's Corner. The Tainter Gate at Santee Cooper Electric helps adjust the flow of water from Lake Moultrie to the Cooper River, and it prevents boaters from getting stuck if the weather turns sour. The replacement stems from the gate breaking during Hurricane Ian last year. The gates allow boaters to easily pass through the area in the summertime, and they were open at least 350 times in the month of July last year alone. So officials say it was important to move forward with the gates installation. The city of Beaufort is asking Governor Henry McMaster to declare an economic disaster to help the local shrimping industry. Tuesday night, city council passed a resolution saying shrimp dumping is sparking an economic disaster in the region. Shrimp dumping happens when imported shrimp is sold at a lower rate than domestic shrimp. The city says a declaration from McMaster would authorize the Department of Commerce to make financial fisher assistance available to help uh, local shrimpers. Now, Mount Pleasant also declared an economic disaster because of shrimp dumping last month. A former Monk's Corner teacher was arrested following allegations of an inappropriate relationship with a student. The Berkeley County Sheriff's Office tells us 28-year-old Andrew Butler, the man right there on your screen, is charged with disseminating obscene materials to a person under 18 years old. Investigators say Butler, who previously taught at St. John's Christian Academy, sent a nude photo to that student. Deputies tell us that they're working with the Monk's Corner Police Department to determine if there are more victims. They say additional charges are possible for Butler. Two men are facing charges in connection to a shooting in the Bluffton area. The Bluffton Police Department tells us 20-year-old Kamani Griffin, you see him there on the left side of your screen, is charged with attempted murder. 22-year-old Asante Mervin is charged with possession of a stolen gun. Officers say around, uh, they were called out to Simmonsville Road near Sugary Drive at around 10.30 yesterday morning for a shooting. Authorities tell us they searched a home and they seized 16 guns, some of which were reported stolen. The department tells us charges against the additional suspects are pending. We turn to a crime alert now out of New York. Police say a 13-year-old stabbed a classmate multiple times in a New York middle school. The victim, who also was 13, was taken to the hospital. They're now listed in stable condition. Students say that incident started yesterday morning when a fight broke out in front of a large group of kids. The school was temporarily put on lockdown and metal detectors were brought in later that afternoon. The alleged attacker was arrested and is facing charges. 
some folks on James Island are concerned about a traffic light that they believe changes too quickly at the intersection. Yeah, one woman tells us she thinks this could cause accidents, and the light even landed her a traffic ticket. And now she wants to see if something can be done about it. Traffic anchor Alicia Wimberly is joining us now. So, Alicia, you looked into this concern. What intersection are we talking about? Yeah, ladies, good morning. Well, I spoke with this person, yes, who told me the intersection on Maybank Highway has quite a few issues, but there's one that stands out. Sally Clements has lived on Johns Island for the past five years and claims cars on Maybank Highway travel pretty quickly. The area Clements is referring to is the traffic light where Riverland Drive crosses Maybank Highway, and the yellow light on Maybank Highway is about three seconds long before it turns red. Clements says it's very easy to drive through the light given the short amount of time. Clements says the problem is is when you're driving on Riverland Road, most cars take a left onto Maybank Highway and the light on Riverland turns green after about only one second. Anyone that's still running the red light could potentially be involved in an accident. I think if if everybody just had a red light for five seconds, give the people chance to run the red light if they're going to do that, um, that just seems like a cheaper alternative than trying to put traffic police, you know, to slow the traffic down or, you know, adding lanes. I mean, there's there's a lot of trouble with that intersection, but I think that would be a quick, easy fix, at least in <laughs> in my in my lay person knowledge. Since Maybank Highway and Riverland Drive are maintained by the city of Charleston, we took the problem to the city, who gave a statement that says in part, the signal timings for this intersection were determined by a licensed South Carolina traffic engineer as part of a corridor signal timing project in 2016 and met all state and federal highway standards for traffic signal timings. With city council's approval of the proposed 2024 budget, this corridor will be included as part of a corridor signal timing project in 2024 and will again meet all state and federal highway standards for traffic signal timings. Now, of course, we will reach out for more information on what exactly that entails if they do pass. But you can find the entire statement for the city of Charleston under this website on our website at life5news.com and submit any road concern that's driving you crazy. New expansions are coming to schools on James Island. Charleston County school officials say it'll create more space for some of the county's youngest students. And Autumn Klein joins us live from the newsroom with all of those details. Autumn, how many of these seats will these expansions create? We're looking at about 500 more spaces for students between the two schools. Earlier this week, the Charleston County School Board approved a plan to build early learning centers at Stiles Point Elementary School and James Island Middle School. These early learning centers cater specifically to students infant to pre-K, so we're talking about some of the youngest students in the district. The center at Stiles Point will also serve students at Harbor View Elementary School and include a multi-purpose cafeteria and media center. The plan would also move kindergarten students out of mobile classrooms and into the main building at Stiles Point. The plan is still far off from breaking ground. Construction is expected to begin in 2025, and the school is scheduled to open in 2026. The project is expected to cost nearly $40 million. Thank you, Autumn. South Carolina law enforcement now has a new tool to respond to school safety threats and the unique challenges that school environments pose. Governor Henry McMaster says students need to know that they're safe within the four walls of their school. And a new law signed yesterday aims to address that. It creates a statewide school safety center at the former Gilbert Elementary School in Lexington County, which officials say is a perfect setting to train law enforcement. 
There, the state law enforcement division will provide free training on how to respond to active shooters, tactical bus assaults, mental health crises, and more, some of which will be open to school staff and the public as well. We can't recreate this at the police academy or anywhere else. We can't recreate long hallways, cafeterias, gyms, stairwells that we, that we have here in a school like this. Our children are the most valuable resource that we have. And uh, when we, as parents, send them to school, we expect to pick them up in the afternoon. And so that's what this is all about. McMaster worked throughout the year to secure funding for the center and unveiled his priorities for next year. They total nearly $40 million to go towards school security improvements, school resource officer recruitment, and digital mapping of all South Carolina school campuses for emergencies. Today, Hollywood town leaders are set to announce the grand opening of a new community center. Mayor Shardell Murray and the center's executive director, Lewis Smith, will make that announcement at 11 a.m. at Town Hall. The center will bring a lot of needed supplies, they say, like groceries, hygiene products, and baby necessities. AC units, heaters, and other basics will also be available through that center as well. If you do attend today, you'll be able to participate in a Christmas groceries distribution as well. And as some of those temperatures continue to drop, a local shelter wants to help keep you warm tonight. Holy City Mission's Winter Warming Shelter in North Charleston is opening its doors between 7 and 9 tonight. You can see that address there on your screen. Organizers are giving you a dinner, breakfast, bagged lunch, a hot shower, warm clothes, toiletries, and more. For a ride there, you can get on the Carta Bus Route 13 and request the Aldersgate Winter Warming Shelter. Checkout will be at 7 a.m. tomorrow morning. At the beginning of the show, I told you that a Jimmy Dean song became the first country single to be certified gold by the Recording Industry of America on this date in 1961. That song told the story of a powerful but quiet man who died a hero. Big Bad John. Celebrating birthdays this Thursday, singer-actress Abby Lane is 92. Actor Hal Williams of Sanford and Son in 227 is 89. Actress Dee Wallace from the movie E.T. is 75. Actress Cynthia Gibb is 60. Actor Jackson Rathbone from the Twilight movies is 39. And singer Tori Kelly is 31. Thanks so much for joining us for Morning Y'all, powered by Live 5 News. I'm Katie Kamen. Hope you have a great Thursday. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Morning Y'all is produced every weekday morning. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and download the Live 5 News app for your mobile device. Get the latest news and weather updates 24-7 from Live 5 News, the Low Country's news leader.